Good morning. Glad to see you all this morning. Thank you for being here. Can we just celebrate Jesus that he is faithful to us in all times of life? Can we celebrate that? Uh, as we were singing, some of, some of you, um, I saw a picture of some of you, and right now um, you see Jesus and he is way out in the distance. And it's really hard for you to believe that he is faithful. I want to tell you right now, if you will fix your eyes on Jesus and walk towards him, you will see him faithful at the end of this thing. I want to tell you that right now. There are some of you in the room, I'm telling you, that you do not see a way out. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus, you, you might see him like, little, like a little Jesus right out there. And I'm telling you to fix your eyes and walk straight towards him. I'm a testimony to that. Amen. In those moments where all I could see was just a shadow. And Jess and Bailey and Caden and I kept walking right at him. And he has sustained us. And he will sustain each of you as well. So I want to encourage you this morning. We're not just singing songs. We're singing to a Savior. And if we fix our eyes on him, the author and perfecter of our faith, he will sustain you. He will sustain you. He's good. He's good. All right. Hi. <laughs> My name is Jamie. I serve as one of the elders and pastors here. I get riled up every once in a while. Uh, glad that you're here. A couple of announcements that I want to share, and then we're going to kick off our sharing Sunday. Uh, this Wednesday night, three days from today, right here in this room, 7 p.m., we have our monthly worship gathering. I want to encourage you all to come and be a part of that. We're just pursuing the Lord, running hard after Jesus. This Wednesday night, in this room, 7 p.m. Second announcement. Uh, some of you are new here um, and, and are starting to get to know Marymount Church and understand what we're about. There is an international equipping discipleship ministry that is housed in this building, upstairs, right up there. It's called Equipping Ministries International. And they do a lot of things. One of the things that they do is have week-long trainings where students from all over the world, literally all over the world, pastors, ministry leaders from churches and ministries all over the world come to Cincinnati and are trained for an entire week right here. And they go back and they continue to minister in their place of service. I want you to know about that because that's an awesome thing <laughs> that our church is a part of. And that is called the School of Service. It's called the School of Service of EMI. We're having an upcoming um, uh, training, October 22nd to 28th. Literally people from all over the world are coming here to be trained. Part of that ministry uh, as our church family is that we provide uh, housing, a place to stay for these individuals that are coming from, uh, from overseas. So if you're interested in helping out in that, I want to encourage you to talk to Pam Ping. You see her email, pping at equippingministries.org. Here in a second, we're going to kick off our sharing service with uh, Chef and Judy Belanger, who have been a part of that ministry and housing international students, international pastors and leaders, and they're going to share a little bit about that. But I, I want to put that bug in your ear. Just pray and ask the Lord, uh, would, would he want you to use your home? 
to house some of these pastors and ministry leaders that are coming uh, to train in October. We'll have two more, I think, in the spring and in the summer of next year. Okay, that was my main announcement that I needed to give. Sharing Sunday. Some of you have been here and, and know what this Sunday is like, but some of you don't know what it's like. So I just want to give a little bit of um, context to what we're doing right now. Paul, when he's writing to the Corinthian church, in chapters 12, 13, and 14 of the first letter that uh, we have, 1 Corinthians, um, he is describing to this church the use of spiritual gifts in the congregation. We did an entire series on this last fall. Um, and in chapter 14, he describes what worship is supposed to look like, at least here in these house churches in Corinth. This is what he says in 1 Corinthians 14, starting in verse 26. He says, well, what then, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each one, somebody say each one. When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. And then he talks about giving prophetic words and judging those prophetic words. And he's, he's describing a scenario where when you gather together, rather than listening to one dude or one dudette, rattle on, right? But actually, everybody comes in and brings something to share in worship. So this is what we're going to do. It's called Sharing Sunday, and there is no message uh, that's been prepared by an elder or a pastor, but actually, the, the message is coming from us as a church family. So I'm going to invite people to come um, and, and share, and I'm going to have a microphone sitting right up there, and if somebody's talking, just some ground rules, if somebody's talking and sharing, giving a testimony, maybe about identity, um, I want to encourage you, if, if they're sharing and you feel led to come, I'm just going to encourage you to just come and sit in these seats right here. And, um, and we're just going to share. We're going to see what the Lord does. Sometimes in these services, uh, people get healed. We've had people get healed in these services <laughs> of physical ailment. People have encountered the Lord in a very real way. We've had tongues and interpretation of tongues. And so uh, let me, let me uh, talk about that as well. If you feel led to bring a message in tongues, by the way, we encourage that. We do not discourage that one bit. So if you feel led to bring a message in tongues, no, fine, no problem. Come on up, come and share. After that, though, we're going to wait for interpretation. So even if you're not sitting here and you get an interpretation, I'm going to ask you to come up and share the interpretation of that message. Does that sound fair? So we'll just make sure that we're nice in order. But other than that, if someone shares and there's no need for interpretation, the next person can just come up and share. I'll be hanging out. I'll probably just get a stool here, hang out, and we'll go from there. Does that sound good? I love these kind of services because uh, Jesus is in control. And he likes it when he gets to be in control. And sometimes it's really good for pastors to let go of control and to let Jesus move. So I'm going to invite Chef and Judy to come on up. They're going to share a little bit about uh, School of Service and anything else that the Lord has put on your heart. And then I'm going to invite you to come. Literally, just come sit right here as you feel led to share about identity, anything the Lord is speaking to you. Come on, Chef and Judy. EMI and housing missionaries. As you all know, I do different missions or different ministries, and uh, I'm really blessed to be able to do that. 
but the missionaries from EMI have so profoundly affected me and changed my life that I encourage all of you who have not done that to do that. I am still in contact with missionaries from Myanmar, Sierra Leone, uh, Singapore, Sri Lanka, uh, Kenya, just all over the world. Fiji, the Fijians are great. Uh, all over the world, and it's just in, constantly in touch with them. My heart goes out to those in Myanmar right now for what they're fighting, um, and just constant prayer for them. But when Pam first told us about this in about nine years ago, uh, she told us that you know we would be able to encourage the people who are here, let them experience our culture. We don't need to cook for them in their culture. I'm not gonna cook their food in the way they do things because I'm not them, but they're gonna share in our house. Um, and to just to be able to experience them and know them and give them that gift. What she failed to tell us is what they're gonna give us and was such a profound belief and so, such a profound effect on us on how strong they believe in Jesus and how strong they believe in the word and what they gave what they gave me is just I can't explain it if you have an extra room in your house mm -hmm. house one of them if you have two house two of them if you have three extra rooms house three of them whatever you can do just even one of them you will just you will not believe what they will be able to share with you and what they'll be able to give you. And a lot of times they'll come home and they'll go to their room and they'll study because they're here to study and work. But when they break bread with you and they share with you, it's just amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. Do you have anything, hon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm more the logistics person. So if you are going to host uh, someone, yeah, um, just remember that you are responsible for uh, bringing them here in time for the classes, and you're also responsible for picking them up. Uh, meals are provided here, I think it's uh, breakfast and lunch, and dinner is at your house. Uh, we have one Sunday that is a family Sunday where you can take them out and sightsee uh, or make them part of our culture. Um, it is a really great experience. You get a lot out of there and uh, them. And, uh, and one thing that I, I, I strikes me as funny is that they are always cold, even in the summer. You will see them wearing <laughs> coats and a scarf and gloves. So um, for us, it's very easy. We only live a, a block away, so they walk over here. So I, we don't have to do it. But when we used to live in Anderson, we used to have to do the driving back and forth. Other than that, I think that's the hardest part, is just the driving back and forth, but the rest is really, really easy and fun. So I encourage all of you. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Great. I, th I think they start at eight in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And I think you pick them up by 4.30, 5 o'clock. But most of the time, I think it's five, but. but they can walk from your house. Yes, that's right, you, you can walk. You don't have to worry about that. Any other questions? Cool. All right. How's one or two or three? <laughs> oh, here. Come on.
Okay, I share, is it on? <laughs> uh, every time we have a sharing Sunday, I share. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to share about this was identity is uh, really, it's, it's been a, you know, a real experience for me. So, um, first thing I wanted to share as far as identity is concerned is identify to me. I like Heartland. Heartland, it's like 15 seasons, 14 seasons on uh, Netflix and then another season on Upfaith and I'm waiting for the 16th season. And Helen and I have gone through it again because the 16th season's not here. So, why do I love Heartland? Well, it's because I have an affinity to horses. I love horses ever since I was a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, the only thing we had on TV was cowboys, and I wanted to be a cowboy when I grew up. And so part of being a cowboy is horses, right? So I love horses. So I'm doing a little transition here. I haven't thought a whole lot about this, but the transition is still, I'm still in my, uh, my childhood in a sixth grade class. And my English teacher, Mr. Sewell, is giving us a quiz on uh, what we call conjugation of verbs. And I remember this so effectively to me because I was sitting in the front seat of the class by the window. And a friend of mine, Roger, we grew up in, in school together, Roger Nort, is sitting in the next row. He's sitting in the front seat too. But his seat is like a little bit in front of mine. And so we got this test on conjugation of verbs. And this is where, you know, I have to confess a sin. <laughs> the, first, the first line of the conjugation of verbs was, do you, you know what I'm talking about? We're talking about present, we're talking about past, and we're talking about future tense of verbs. And so the teacher gives us one of those, and then we're supposed to put, put the answers in for the other two. So the first one is, I am. I am. And I didn't know the answers to the other two, the past tense and the future. I do now. But the past tense, I didn't know. And the future tense, I didn't know either. And so I saw Roger put something down on his paper. You know what happened, right? Yeah, I'm, he said a little bit. Okay, so I copied what Roger had. And so we, we had a test, went through it a couple days later. Guess what? Roger didn't know the answer either. And Mr. Sewell brought Roger and I up before him and held us accountable. He said, well, you gave the same answer. You know, why is that? Okay, so he held me accountable. So that's a sin that I had. But my thinking is this. I am. This is something that I've remembered. God's got to be in this, right? I am is who I am within Christ. 
And if I live in my old world, let's say the world of the United States of America, I have an I am present tense and I have a past tense that is I was. And the future tense is I will be. Well, guess what? In the United States of America and in the kingdom of Jesus, regardless, I am. So... The way, the way that I see this is this. I am in Jesus. Jesus sees me as I am, whether I'm in the past, in the present, or the future. And, and as Moran has called us to be in the kingdom, to be ambassadors of the kingdom, I need to be in the I am. And so... As Jamie has mentioned, all of us as human beings are made in God's image. We're all made in God's image. If I have the eyes of God and I'm looking at you, whether you're a Christian or not, I need to have the eyes of God that says you are as God intended you to be and love them. This is love God and love your neighbors yourself. Those are the greatest commandments, right? So we need to love the world as if we live in this kingdom. And Moran asked us to be all in, to be ambassadors of God, and to love others as we love ourselves. Thank you. Good morning, church. Um, I'm like Dennis, uh, but I'm a little worse than Dennis. He shares on sharing Sundays. I share every chance I get. Um, but this morning, um, you know, I, I was gifted with a personality where people think I'm always happy. And um, I've, I've had some heaviness uh, this week. My best friend, some of you may have heard me talk about my cousin who was in the hospital for a while. She's my first and second cousin, if you wonder how that happens. Her mother was my father's sister, and her father was my mother's uncle. But then we were also best of friends, and she died. But I'm going to tell you a story about Barbara. Um, I, she was resistant to my witness for years. I would talk to her about God. She, she was just discouraged with church, church people, and didn't want to hear about it. Um, one day I went to visit her when she was real sick and she had a Bible. And I said, Barbara, where'd you get the Bible from? And she said, a friend gave it to me. And I said, well, I'm so sorry I never offered you a Bible. And she said to me, cousin, watching you live is the reason why I want to read it. And so that has always stuck with me because... Her, I knew that even though she seemed like she wasn't receiving it, God was working on her heart. And when she transitioned, she transitioned into the arms of Jesus. And so that was one story from this week. But also, many of you remember my little mentee, Jada Kirk. 
um, who died by suicide last December. Well, the Hugs Ministry on Saturday celebrated her 19th birthday. Um, very hard for me um, to be upbeat and positive, but I have all these little girls that I'm mentoring now and trying to encourage them, so I, I had to be strong. But God sent me a blessing. Um, when you, when, they say a closed mouth don't get fed. I opened my mouth up to Elder Dewey, and he gets, introduced me to a lovely woman named Miriam Kubasek. And if she's watching now, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, she came and spoke to my girls yesterday about anxiety, depression, and thank you, Isabella, who's been with me from the inception of um, hugs. And she spoke to us yesterday. And once again, it didn't seem as though the girls were receiving much, but I invited their parents. So we had parents and grandmothers there too. And um, got a lot of positive feedback. So I, I, I just got a va very valuable lesson. I sometimes think it's always about me. And God showed me, helped me to remember, I put Jada in your life. I thought I was placed in her life to help her. She was given to me to help me be a better person, and she did. I thought I was being a blessing to my cousin, um, and in many ways I'm sure that I was, but she blessed my life tremendously. And these little girls that I get to minister to um, weekly, bi-weekly, or every day if they call me, they are making me into a better version of myself, which is one of the conversations that came up yesterday about self-discovery. So I want to take a moment to just thank Marymount Community Church um, because I birthed this vision while being a member here, and I have had tremendous support. People have volunteered their times, uh, made donations of every kind, and I just want you to know that Hugs is alive and well, and it's thriving, and thank you for using your time, talents, and treasures to get our, the ministry to these hurting girls and their mothers. This ministry is growing all kinds of arms, and I can't hardly contain it because People are saying, well, why don't you do this and why don't you do that? And I'm like, it don't do that to me because I'll try to do everything and I can't. <laughs> so just so just pray for me and um, pray for my girls. God bless you. Thank you. Come on, over. come on. Let's pray for Naj. Y'all sound does that sound good? Why don't you extend your hand towards our sister? Let's extend your hand towards her. Let's just take a few moments and just pray. Father, I thank you for my sister, and we acknowledge a hard week in her life. Mm. And I ask Jesus that you would send the comforter now, the very Holy Spirit, to come. Like a balm to Naja's heart and mind. That your soothing presence and peace would come. I thank you for the unique gifts and callings that you have on Naja's life. I thank you for this hugs ministry, and we ask for blessings over this ministry. That you would breathe on this ministry. You would breathe on these girls, mm -hmm. these little ones that are trying to understand their identity in you. I bless them in Jesus' name. Yes. We come against a spirit of anxiety, 
and mm. depression mm. in our community. We come against yes. it right now in Jesus' name. Yes. We come against a spirit of suicide in the yes. name of Jesus. Yes. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come, that you oh, would open Jesus. eyes of students, young men and young women, that yes. they would see Jesus in all of his glory. We come against suicide and anxiety and depression and discouragement yes. in our communities in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, thank you. We thank Jesus. you for Naj. We thank bless you. her. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I love you. So my name is Micah, and I'm coming here to share because God has showed me some power of that he can heal. So how this happened was I, I was sitting at our dining table, and I got up, and I couldn't walk. So I was laying down for the night, and... I was I walked I walked a little bit with my mom and there was a big cough and it stopped hurting, but when I woke up the next morning, it was it was hurting again, but even more than the night before. I still couldn't walk, so we scheduled an appointment for the doctor, and she and the doctor said that I had that the joint was swelling inside my hip and I had gotten a bad case of bursitis. Now, she said I wouldn't be able to, this was when I was supposed to be at a soccer game, so I was also very disappointed about that, too. So, I had to take it easy, but after I got home from the doctor, I prayed about it that God would heal my hip. Then, before I went to bed, I also prayed again. And then when I woke up the next morning, I could run just perfectly fine. So from now, so from then, I've been trying to trust God more, and I am very excited that this has happened. Awesome. All right, Micah, come help me out. Come over here. Come over here. Stand right here. Um, you said it was your hip? Yeah. Which hip? Is your left hip? Does anybody have any left hip pain or issues right now in the room? We're going to have Micah pray for you. If that's too specific, either hip. We got any, any hip issues? I just want to invite you to stand as, if you're able to. I'd like for you to stand if you have hip issues. Okay? Okay? Anybody else? All right, Micah, we're just going to... I, will, I would like for you to pray for Jesus to heal the hips in the room. Okay? You ask him to pray. Dear Jesus, there, I see that there's some people in this room that also have hip problems. And, hope, and hopefully you can show your power to them like you did to me. And that their hips would be healed. In so, Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Micah. All right, Chef and Tom, at the end of the service, come tell us how you're doing, okay? 
Great job, Micah. I just wanted to come up and say hi. I'm Elizabeth, and I used to go here, and it's really great to be in fellowship with you guys. But something really special about this church that I don't know if you all know, I'm sure you do, is I feel like you guys are amazing at um, sending out official missionaries, but something really interesting, at least when I went to church here, was Dennis would disciple, and the women as well, through Joy in the Morning, would disciple so many people, and then they would leave <laughs> and move other places, and, um, and that's something I've always admired about here is... Um, just the big C church picture and not just trying to, you know, keep everyone inside. And, and so one, I wanted to come up and just encourage you guys that, um, you know, my husband and I and our kids, we moved to Oregon and I don't think anyone could have, and still to this day, we've been there five years, like prepared us for, um, sorry, <laughs> just like the spiritual dryness of some places in this country. And you know, I grew up here, I went to a Christian college, I had no idea, but there, there are places in this country where the churches, like, have never even really experienced um, the true love of Christ. And so, one, I just wanted some prayer, you know, that you guys could bless our family, and two, just an encouragement that you guys in our time here really, truly sustained us in knowing what church can look like, mm -hmm. and I know every day it might just seem mundane, but like the fact that multi-generations are here, that men are leading their families, that the pastors are standing strong in the truth, like it's not that we're everywhere. So if you guys know people in this country, especially who are living in like places that aren't that way, just lift them in prayer. Mm -hmm. And if you guys don't mind like blessing our family. Yep, yep. Hey, Bo and Sammy, will y'all come up? I'm going to have you stand right there. Will y'all come up and just pray? Ross, you want to come too? Come on. These are all my people. I know these are your people, so I want to get your people around you. Ross, if you want to come, come on, bro. I just pray as you feel led. Just pray as you feel led. Lord, we, uh, we lift up the Stone family. We thank you for their faithfulness in, in going where you sent them. We pray that you would fill them with courage and with peace and a renewed love for you. Uh, we pray that you would uh, put on them the fragrance of Christ uh, to their neighbors in, in, uh, in Florence and that uh, your fire would touch down there and ignite the hearts of people um, in, in that area. Father, I thank you for Jordan Elizabeth. Um, the sense I'm getting that is that you're sending out your children into the dark because uh, the dark cannot withstand the light. And you've sent them into a dark place to be your light. And eventually that light will snuff out all the darkness. Yes. Lord, I ask that you continually bless Jordan Elizabeth and their family. I ask that, um, that they would just be a lighthouse for your word and for your truth. Uh, Father, I just bless them with long suffering, that they would um, continue to walk the straight and narrow, um, and that you would also reveal to them just the, the fruit of their labors, that, um, that these five years haven't been without um, a harvest. I mean, I know just from talking to 
Elizabeth regularly that there are people who they've touched and influenced and it may not look like Cincinnati, Ohio, but that there is um, that there is movement happening and like what Ross said that the darkness cannot resist the light. Um, and yeah, I just, and I thank you, Lord. I thank you that they've been faithful, that they haven't wavered, um, that, that they've stuck true to the faith, that they continue to raise their children um, in the faith and that your servants are doing the work that you have called them to do. Are you coming up, Mac? I feel like I just, I kept hearing the word fullness. And I feel like you guys have been very faithful in obeying what he's called you to do on many different times. And when it was not easy or it didn't make sense sometimes. And I just, I believe that that word fullness, that's coming. Like that's something to keep your hope in. And there's fruit that, I don't know, there's more fruit, I think, even than you can imagine that is coming and that's in store. I love you. So, um, hello. Usually when I come up here, I'm trying to hurry up and say what I have to say so I can get the mic out of my face, but I'm going to try and keep my thoughts. Um, last week during worship service, I think it was towards the end, Paul asked if um, anyone... He said there was healing going on. He said, does anyone have pain in their body? And I couldn't, I thought, oh, I don't have any pain. But I remembered I, all that week I had incredible tooth pain that I was taking two different types of medication. One was very strong, a prescription strength. And the other one was just Advil, 800 milligrams. And, and the pain still was there. And he said, do something you, could, you couldn't do before. And so I just kind of wiggled my jaw around, but the pain was still there. Um, I'm part of a, a Bible study that's teaching us how to, to walk into the, the promises of God. And um, I left here, I said, well, you know, based on, uh, I think it's Mark 11, it says when, when you pray, believe you've received and you shall have. So I said, well, there, Paul said that somebody was healed. I'm going to stand on that promise and believe. Um, later on that day, I had to take more pain medicine. That night, I think I took another one. The next day, I said, I'm still going to, I'm believing that I'm healed. First uh, Peter 2, 24 says, by his stripes you were healed. So, um, I didn't take any pain medicine the next day, and I haven't taken any pain medicine since, and my mouth does not hurt. Um, I, uh, I, I get, when I had gone to the dentist, he said, you're going to need a root canal. I said, no, that's painful. I don't want to do that. So I have not had any mouth pain. Uh, so I'm healed. Um, the other thing I wanted to share, someone got up, um, Dennis, I think he was sharing about horses, but this is the scripture that God gave me this morning that I did not want to share, but now I feel like I have to share it. Uh, it's Revelations 19, and it starts at verse 11. It says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he does judge and make war. 
His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew, knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he should rule them with a rod of iron. I'll stop right there. I, I guess I'm going to, at this point, share a dream that I didn't know I was going to share. But in April of 2020, um, I was sitting in the dream. I was sitting on my front porch, and I was talking to my sister. And in the dream, I look up, and then I see, um, and, and at this point in the dream, I'm no longer on the ground, we're elevated and we're in the sky. And I see a great white horse coming. And I think this is just a beautiful horse. And he's galloping through the sky. You know, in heaven, I think someone mentioned it early, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And that kingdom and everything that he's promised is within you. And he's and when, he, when the spirit of God is in you, you have everything all the promises, all the joy, the peace, the love, everything is in you. And so uh, in this dream, when um, the horse came, the horse represents, I think, um, the spirit of God. The spirit of God, in, um, is, it says his strength is in the cloud. So he's already put that strength in you, that, um, that joy, like I said. So uh, anyway, in the, in the dream, the, the horse is coming towards me. And then all of a sudden, there are three. They're lined up in a row. And then, the, and then the next thing I see, as far as the eye could see, just a great army of white uh, horses with um, people clothed in white, just as far as the eye could see, a multitude just galloping through the sky. So um, I don't know why I'm sharing that dream. I hadn't planned on sharing it today. But um, his strength is in you. All the kingdom of heaven is within you right now that the healing that you need for your body is within you right now. So you can stand on those promises and you can take that promise as true to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, y'all, I don't know why I brought the baby, but uh, I was holding him. Hey, I just wanted to speak briefly about if you're going through a dry spot. I want to speak briefly about not quenching the spirit. It says, do not quench the spirit. Um, I think it's in Thessalonians, right? And then it says also in Hebrews that if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. <clears throat> so if you're going through a dry spot and you hear him telling you to do something, don't harden your heart. So one thing, so one brief story. All right. So we were at Dennis's big party. Remember the big party? Some of you are at. Um, so uh, Pastor Kirk got up there and <laughs> of all the things he could have shared, he shared, prayed that, you know, the, the prayer, the, what do you call that? The prayer he had, the, the prayer covenant, yeah, yeah, um, which I had done before. But um, the funny thing was, about a week before that, maybe days before that, I was I was in a dry spot. I was in a, you could say, a rebellious spot even, um, for for a period of time. And he said, I heard I heard the Holy Spirit telling me, pray that part of that prayer that says, Jesus, be Lord of my life, um, or no, what did he say? Jesus, be Lord of my life today in new ways and change me in any way you want. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I don't want to pray that part. I'll pray the rest of that prayer, you know, the thank you for making me one of your beloved sons and all that stuff. But like that, that one line is the one he told me to pray. 
And um, I sat on that for a couple days. And then, you know, Pastor Kurt got up and said, you know, of all the things, he's like, you know, here's the prayer. He invited anyone to pray it. And so I went out. <laughs> I had to leave the room. I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm not going to be that guy that hears your voice and then says no. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. And um, didn't want to, but um, I wanted to also. So I'm just encouraging you, if you're in that spot. So, okay, long story short, um, that, that really did change my life, right? I mean, um, for, the, for the days since then, um, my spirit's been alive. It's just been, it's like salvation. Like you're living and experiencing salvation. So um, praise the Lord for that. For, so and I'm not even trying to say I did anything. He's the one whose voice I heard. He's the one that calls you back. He's like that shepherd that finds you. And so if you're in that lost state, just listen. And if he calls your voice, or if you hear, if you hear your name, don't harden your heart. That's it. Hey, will you pray? So we're going to do. We're done because that was awesome. Let's stand. Uh, if that's you and you're in that spot, uh, I'm going to invite Erickson, uh, Michael Erickson, to just pray over you and over us um, that, that we would have tender hearts towards the Lord where we would say to him, change me in new ways and do whatever you want that we would recommit ourselves individually and as a church family to that. So this will be our prayer uh, of benediction, and then I will dismiss us after Erickson prays. Okay, uh, gracious Father, we do thank you for making us your dearly loved children. Mm. We do um, ask you to enable us by your grace to love each other the way you love us. Mm. Um, we ask you to give us whole hearts, mm. not partial, not divided hearts, but <clears throat> complete hearts. Yes. I pray for anyone here, Lord, that <clears throat> can pray all that but then gets to the next part and just stops. I pray that that person right now would hear your voice, that um, you would come and soften their heart. Yes. I pray for good soil in this church. Yes. Yeah. I pray that we would hear your voice and that we would soften our hearts and we would respond and pray with a whole heart with an undivided heart, Jesus, be Lord of my life today in new ways and change me any way you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I pray that we could all pray that. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> Lord, I pray, uh, yeah, I just pray for your blessing um, on anyone who just uh, is thinking that and praying that and surrendering to you that you would give them more grace. <clears throat> in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. All right. Church family, you are loved and you are dismissed. Be at peace. We have light bites down there if you want to hang out. If you need prayer, you can come up and receive prayer. Love y'all. Bye.